This is a Shir on the Kutisichai's Parshas Yisrael. This is Chelek Chof Aleph. Parshas Yisrael. Yisrael Aleph. 21st book of the Kutisichas, Yisrael, the first Sikha. In the Pasuk, Vayichan Shom Yisrael Negedahar, that the Jewish people, it says that on the, um, the beginning of the Pasuk is, Vachedish Ashlishi, the third month, let's say, when they saw that the Jews came, left Egypt. On the day of Rosh Chedesh Sivan, they came to Midbar Sinai, the mountain of Sinai. And then it says, They encamped there. Actually, I'll be literal translation. Yisrael camped there opposite the mountain. So Rashi brings the words, Yisrael camped there. And he, and he says as follows, Like one man with one heart. But the other encampments were with quarreling or complaining and quarreling. It's going to make a difference in, in the end of the Sikha. Um, the word tar oimes, if, you, if you're just at this stage of the Sikha, you just translate the same thing. Grumbling and argumentativeness. By the end of the Sikha, you'll see that there's a clear distinction between the two. So, as we learn simply, the diuk, what Rashi is quoting, seems to come from the Mechilta. Again, by the end of the Sikh, you'll see that it's very possibly that the Mechilta is not the source of Rashi. What is, the, what is the Mechilta saying? It says, Vayichan, singular. It doesn't say Vayachanu, and they camp, singular. And therefore, Rashi explains, why does it say singular, which would seem to say, and he camped by the mountain? It's because they were like one person with one soul, with one heart. But all of the other, continues Rashi, but all of the other campings were with grumbling and argumentativeness. So they were, um, you, can't call a, you can't call them a singularity. They were divided, they had divisiveness between them. And that's why in all other places, Vayachanu, in the whole Pashas Masim, we read, they traveled from here, they camped there, because they weren't as one. However, if that's the, the, what Rashi is quoting and basing on, we have to understand, if the whole point of Rashi is from the singular language, so Rashi should have only in his, in his Pirush, Quoted as his heading, the word Vayichan, and he camped. Why does Rashi's heading say Vayichan Shom Yisrael? It brings the other two words that Yisrael camped there. So, <laughs> again, this is fantastic because this is the Rebbe's way of questioning and understanding Rashi. You would look at it without knowing, without hearing this from the Rebbe. You would, you would say, okay, what's what's I mean? He brought all three words. No, Rashi is explaining Vayichan the way we put it forth now. Now, if you want to say that Rashi puts in Shom, Vayichan Shom, that he camped there, you could say, okay, the word there also is important because what Rashi continues is not just that here at Har Sinai they encamped like one person and therefore singular, but all the other encampments were with grumbling and arguments. So you could say that you learn it, not like the Mechilta says you learn it from the fact that there it says Vayichanu plural and here it says Vayichan. But you would say... From Rashi, you could be that Rashi is learning it from the word Sham, that there they encamped singularly, which means there and not in other places. And actually, the truth is that only from the word Sham really do you know that they encamped, that there there was uh, unity, but there wasn't unity elsewhere. From the fact that it says Vayachanu, which seems to be what the Mechilta is saying, it says that, th- that in other places it speaks plural, you could say that that's just simply speaking. They didn't have any arguments, except that there were a variety of tribes, there were different kinds of people. Not that they had any arguments. I mean, a crowd doesn't have to be argumentative to be referred to in plural. 
So really, you could say that Rashi is bringing a higher level of diuk here. Vayichan Shom, how do we know that the other places were with Machlokas? Because it says that there they encamped singularly, not the other places, but from the language, Vayachan was standard language. Yes, the community camped there. On the contrary, from the Rashi, from the, so you say, okay, so Rashi brought an extra word. What, what, what does it harm? No, the extra word Yisrael is actually a little bit of a, of a, of, of, of a, of a challenge to Rashi's Pshat. Why? Because you could say, really, you could say that the singular language, Vayichan, is because it's talking about Israel, the people of Israel. So by bringing Yisrael, that actually raises a question. One second. You just answered Rashi yourself by bringing in the heading why it says Vayichan Loshin Yochit. It says singular because it's talking about the people. So we have these questions here. A, why does he bring those three words in the Libra Maskal? We could understand that Sham is actually a very good word to bring because that's where we know that the other, here there was unity, the other places there weren't. But by bringing Yisrael, we reverse any benefit we've had by bringing Sham seemingly because by saying the word Yisrael, you now say that there's a singular people. So now, once again, it makes sense to say Vayichan. So how do we know that over here there was a unique um, unity that wasn't in other places? So base. The Chedah, we could say... The we could say that Rashi's imperative to say that is not from Vayichan, only the word Vayichan, but from this Posuk's using two contradictory, two different terms in describing the encampment. In this Posuk itself, it says they came to the desert, Vayachan they, plural, camped in the desert. And then immediately in the same Posuk it says, Vayichan Shomisrael, singular, and he camped there by the mountain. In the same Posuk, to say the same description, Vayachanu and Vayichan, to just use those two languages, plural and singular, in the same passage about the same activity, tells us that the Vayichan singular here is special, and it only is in terms of this encampment when they camped at Sinai. However, you have to understand, we do have elsewhere, where in the same passage there's a singular and plural, and we don't necessarily say that it has anything special to teach us. It could be the singular is talking about the people as a collective, and the plural is talking about the individuals within that collective. For example, later on, we say that the people saw the revelation at Sinai. It says, Vayar ha'am, singular. The, he, he, the people, people can be singular. He saw, the people saw, Vayanu, and they trembled. Vayam dumerochik, and they stood from a distance. So you have singular and plural in the same posse. Similarly, in the previous passage, where we talk about what their vision was at the mountain of, at the splitting of the sea, he, the collective Jewish people, saw, singular, the great hand of Hashem, same posuk, and the people they feared, and they believed. So you can see. So, really, if we want to say that Rashi is imperative, is from the fact that the posuk speaks in plural and then moves on to singular in the same posuk. I was about to say in the same pasuk about the same activity. No, it wasn't the same activity. But in the same pasuk, that doesn't seem to be a proof. In the end, the Rebbe is going to point out that the fact that, that it's, um, it's not the same activity is going to be something of importance here. Right now, that doesn't seem, we're talking generally, that doesn't seem to make a difference. We see that plural and singular in the same pasuk don't pose a special limit, don't teach us something special. So how could that be the basis of what Rashi is saying here? That Vayichan here, the singular, is telling us something special where he himself quotes the the word Yisrael, which means it could be talking about the collective 
people of Israel in a singular, like it does elsewhere. So we have to understand still. Gimel, we also have to understand the source, simply speaking, of Rashi is from the Mechilta. But the Lashon of the Mechilta, if we go back to the Mechilta, we see the language is a little different. The Mechilta says as follows, any other place where it says they traveled and they encamped, they traveled in argumentativeness and division, and they camped with divisiveness, with argumentativeness. But here they were all equal, with one heart. That's why it says, that there, opposite the mountain, he, Yisrael, encamped. Well, it sounds like the same concept. You want to say the same drasha? It sounds like the same drasha, generally. We came here to study the Rebbe's Torah. The Rebbe doesn't look at a Rashi generally. It seems to correlate to the Mechilta, but it's not copy-paste. Let's see the differences. First of all, says the Rebbe, Mechilta, it says, Kan, kulam Here they were all like with one heart, but you see there's one word missing, right? Rashi says they were like one man with one heart. Mechilta just says that's a big difference. Base. In the Mechilta it says that in all the other places they traveled and they camped with Machlekes. Rashi doesn't just talk about Machlekes. Rashi talks two languages. Tar a Machlekes, which literally means grumbling and argumentativeness. So it's not just not the same. There's something, an extra thing here. Gimel in the Mechilta it says, that's why it says, that he, Yisrael, camped opposite the mountain. Rashi doesn't bring that Neged Ahar. Mechilta brings that whole passage. Rashi stops... And he comments only on Vayichan Shom Yisrael, that Yisrael camped there. He doesn't bring Negedah. So that's all going to point to us that there's a different activity going on. There's a different commentary going on in Rashi, which is not just copy-paste Mechilt. Dalit, we also have to understand the same content from Rashi's commentary here, but with small differences, we find also the way he explains our previous said, uh, and it's in the, in the flip thing. In the Pasuk, which says that when Yisrael raised their eyes, they see the Egyptians... Or they see Egypt traveling after them. So Rashi quotes the words, Noisei Achreim, traveling after them. Noisei doesn't say Noisim. The Egyptians should be said plural. They are traveling after the Jewish people. But it says Noisei he is traveling. It's one Egyptian, it was many Egyptians. And Rashi says there, with one heart, like one person. Hey, one second. It's the exact opposite of what it says here, about the Bnei Yisrael and the mountain of Sinai, that they're like one person with one heart. So, First of all, two things that we have to notice. There, Rashi says, when he quotes the Pirush, he doesn't bring the word Mitzrayim. Here he brings the word Yisrael. And we understand that why he doesn't bring the word Mitzrayim, because by bringing the name of a people as a collective, that takes away the whole oomph of the Vart, that why using a, a singular language? Well, I'm using it because I'm talking about the people. So Taka Rashi doesn't bring the... That Mitzrayim Neseachleim, because that would kind of be an answer. The Neseach, the singular, is going on the people of Egypt. No. So he just brings Neseachleim. And we know it was a majority, it was a multitude that were traveling after them. And that, about that he says, not like one man and one heart, but he says the exact opposite. So, first of all, we have to understand Rashi, he doesn't quote the word Mitzrayim, but hey, the word Mitzrayim says there. So don't. But was Rashi trying to hide it from us? Because the word Mitzrayim, as we said, is a bit of a trouble to the to trying to explain that the singular doesn't fit. Because if we're talking about the people of Egypt, the people is one. It's a collective people. And then also, why does Rashi there bring not just Noiseah, but Achareah after them? If Rashi is just picking up on the word Noiseah, which is a singular, not Noisim, just to say, quote the word Noiseah. And then, of course, the big question, 
you notice the difference. is in our parsha. There it says There it starts with a heart, like with one heart, like one people. Here it says like with like one people with one heart. So now the Rebbe has asked all the questions, and we're gonna pull this all together. The explanation of all this. I don't have to say that Rebbe Sich is beautiful, but I, how, what can I say? I, I, it's like eye-opening. Opens a new vista before us. When you talk about a people, okay, a rabbim, a group of people, or a whole nation, sometimes you can speak about it in Lashon Rabbim, in plural, sometimes in the collective, in singular. So when you want to look at the pshat, when would we talk about a people as a collective in the singular? When would you use the plural? So when we're talking about an activity, look, when you're doing an action, there can be two ways of doing an action. Sometimes everybody can be doing the exact same action. There's conformity. Everybody's doing the same action. So then you could talk about the people as a collective. That would fit to talk about plural, singular. Because everybody's doing the exact same action. Then when you, even when you're doing an action, sometimes it can be done in various variations and ways. Duke through the different styles of the different people. Then it would make sense to use the plural. Because there's nothing united about even the action that they're all doing. They're doing the similar actions, but each one is doing it with a little bit of a different variation. That's all when it comes to action. Action can either be uh, uh, unified, all conformist, or it can be with, with variations. However, when we talk about a feeling in the heart, a thought, a feeling... When we're talking about many people having a similar feeling, we know that our hearts, it says, the Torah tells us, ain't they the same, that the opinions, our perceptions, our feelings are not unanimous, are not equal. And therefore there's many ways of absorbing, of expressing, of feeling. So then it would make sense when you talk about a feeling, we speak plural. That's why there's no question when we find that there's... there's um, crossover between using plural and singular when describing a people because both are true. A, a people represents a collective, a group of people that are doing something similar, living, you know, doing the same thing. On the other hand, they're also made up of distinctly unique individuals. So both are true. There's a, a, a unanimity and there's a, 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 a there's variances, there's difference. As we see in this Pasuk, Let's go to the Pasuk that people saw, people saw the great hand of Hashem, and they feared Hashem, and they believed in Hashem. The fact that they all saw, they all saw the same thing. They were the same. And we know that actually the, the vision at the, at the Kriya Siyamsev was so vivid that even a simple person saw what, 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 what later prophets didn't see. In other words, it was something open to all to see. The, the, the seeing was unanimous by them all. But now you want to talk about the feelings they had? Oh, that's different. What is it? How much they feared and revered God based on their feeling? Everybody processes things differently. So, they feared Hashem. Talk about believing in Hashem? Different levels. You know, we think, oh, we all believe in Hashem. Yes, but there's deeper levels of depth. And that's why it's a plural. Similarly, in our Pasuk, the people saw the revelation at Sinai. It says, the people saw in singular, okay? They all saw the same thing. 
that was this major revelation, and they saw that they saw what they was to see. But now the reaction to it, Vayanu, they trembled. they stood differently. There were there were actually different levels of being uh, emotionally the emotional upheaval that took place, the emotional uh, effect that took place, and therefore it makes sense to use for describing the emotion. It makes sense to speak about. Um, in a, in a single, in a, in a in a plural. So now we're talking about the pasuk. When you talk about the pasuk, the paroi came near, right? And when they sort of lifted their eyes and they saw Mitzrayim is tra- he is traveling after them. The point is not so much on the singular. Rashi brings the achaleim after them. The, the, the agenda, it's not so much that they traveled singularly, it's that they're after them. Achalehem was where their singularity, was where their single-minded focus on the mission. What was the mission? To chase the Jews with hate, to get them back. Because remember, the, um, there was a reversal of Paroi and his servant's heart. And they were... They were, they were begging them to leave, and now they had a reversal. Now they all had this same passionate anger and, 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 and desire to get the Jews back. So in the word, achaleim, that's where they come together, in the pursuit after the Jews. When it comes to Parai, in Egypt himself, there were great distinctions. There was Parai himself, there was the sorcerers, you know, there was... There were those, even in terms of relationship to Hashem, it says that there were some that feared Hashem words more, and that's why they got rid of their, they took in their cattle, because they knew there's going to, you know, there's going to be the, 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 the hail. Um, then there were those that didn't fear Hashem at all. So we have many different classes and levels in Mitzrayim itself. Uh, there were some that begged Pari to, to release the Jews. But, so it should have said, technically, should have said they were traveling, plural, because they weren't all of the same heart. However, Rashi says, I want to tell you something, there's a chiddush here. When you talk about achaleim, when you talk about chasing the Jews, there was a, 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 a um, there was a oneness of opinion and of desire to carry this out. Chasing the Jews was not as you would think that there were different levels of intensity, different levels of how much people were into it. Rashi says this word, Noisea, which should have been Noisim, the word Noisea tells us that when it came to Achadeh, when it came to chasing the Jews, they were Levecha, they had one heart, unanimously, full of hatred to the Jewish people. And that's what caused them to be then united as one people. In other words, they gathered and united around the cause. In that cause, the chase of the Jews, that was what united them. And that's why the order Rashi brings is he brings the word because that's where they're, where they're united. Even though it says Mitzrayim, that's not the reason why it says Neseya. The singular Neseya should have said plural because Mitzrayim is made up of all kinds of people. We're talking here about a feeling of hatred. So Rashi says, you know, there's something unique that Torah is telling us here. That when it came to the fight against the Jews, they were all of one heart. They gathered around the clarion call of get the Jews. And that made them like one people. It came because of the purpose first, their purposefulness, their desire to get the Jews. Now, let's look at it in our parsha. It's going to be a little different. 
when it says Vayichan Shamisol Neged Ahor. So first of all, the fact that it says that they camped, simple, simply speaking. So the pasuk said that when it came to camping, Vayachanu, they were a plural. Vayachanu Babidmar. That's why the pasuk says plural. They camped in the desert. So why does the pasuk now says and he camped in the desert? It must be coming to explain in what way did they camp? In what way did they at Har Sinai prepare for the receiving of the Torah? So one second. If you want to talk about a singular, because they're at Har Sinai and now now preparing to receive the word of Hashem, and there's some kind of singularity there, how can that be? When it comes, if we're talking about differences in, in feelings, differences in level of understanding, so their encampment by the mountain is also made up of, a, of distinct groups of individuals. Moshe and Aram, first of all, they had a much... And the 70 elders, they had a much deeper understanding and perception of what was going on. And then you had other levels. We know that there was levels that even had doubting God after the Kiyasam. So if they ask, Ayesh Hashem B'Kirbein, who's Hashem in our midst? I mean, you had such a disparity amongst the Bnei Israel. So it should have for sure said, Vayachanu Shamiso Neged Ahar, that they camped there by the mountain because in their preparation for Sinai, there would have been so many different levels. As we said, it's not that they had to do one action. We're talking about soul preparation, about a, a state of being. So shouldn't it have been plural? So that's why Rashi says, no, he takes the word, Vayichan Shom Yisrael, not the Neged Ahar. When it comes to preparing for the mountain, you're right. Their relationship with the receiving of the Torah would have been very different in the different groups, different levels. But he says, Vayichan Shom Yisrael. Yisrael camped there. You know what it's telling us? That Yisrael was able to access their deepest essential Yisraelness, their Jewishness, which is unanimous between everybody. It wasn't about them accessing and talking about the external levels of how they're going to receive what their level of preparation and readiness is for receiving the Torah. That they were at different levels. But Vayichan Shom Yisrael. That when it came to Yisrael, they encamped there, accessing their Yisraelness. Now this Achdus, there's a oneness that I was going to elaborate on it more. We're, we are at the deepest essence part of one people. When the, when the, when the Nekudas Ayadas, when the essence of our soul is, is, is there at the forefront, that's when we are singular. This Achdus then brought out also a Belei Vechod, that that brought out and, 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 and permeated us so that we, the Jewish people, could have a one heart, a one commonality of desire to receive the word of Hashem. Um, See, see, and, and, and the Rebbe says here in Article 36, the reason we have to say this, that they were ki'ishach, not just with this one level of unity, they all felt part of one people, but they also now desired, this influenced and permeated them and brought them to have a unanimous desire, belave echad, a desire to receive the Torah of Hashem. We need to say this, although we do also realize there must have been differences between their level of readiness and level of appreciation of getting the Torah of Hashem, but... The reason Rashi moves it into Levach, because if you don't say that, it Shulstra said Vayachanu. In other words, um, I mean, when you talk about people camping, you're not just saying, you wouldn't just say that they camped singularly because they wore the same clothes. No. You want to talk about the totality of the person, what's very important is their heart. And if there's differences, there can be a, 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 a machloikas, there can be an argumentativeness, between the divi- or a divisiveness between the parts, between the hearts. So the fact that the vayachanu 
is still, Vayichan is still used, that tells us that it was a singularity, which starts, says Rashi, from the fact that they accessed, in the process of receiving the Torah, that deepest level of Yisraelness, but that also was able to permeate them, that for that time, when they had to receive the Torah, they all had a lev they all had the same unanimous desire for Hashem to receive the Torah. Ches. So now this will explain why by Mitzrayim it says like one heart with one, uh, like with one heart like one person. And by the Eden it says like one person with one heart. Because by Mitzrayim the fact that they were united as one that came as a result of their, of, of their, of their unitedness in the purpose, the rallying around the purpose of their pursuit, which was the pursuit of the Jews. The, the, the hatred of the Jews was what brought them, in terms of their mission, they were mission-oriented. The goal brought them to a unanimity, which is not, by the Eden, it was different. In our passion, we're talking about the achtos, we're talking about the unification, like one person, is nothing to do with, yet, with the fact that they're united with one goal. It's the fact that their essence is, they're all one people. They're all Yidin. And therefore, Rashi brings, Vayichan Shom Yisrael, this is the quote he's bringing, tell us that they were all one people. Yisrael. That the Yisraelness of them is what makes their singularity. And that's what leads to, introduction to Belei Vechad, also makes them a conformity of spirit where they all have the same heart to receive the Torah. Now, the Mechilta is not saying this. Remember, the Mechilta doesn't say Ki Ishachot. It just goes right away to Levechot. Mechilta is saying that they were all unanimous with one heart. In other words, they all had one heart and desire to receive the Torah. And that's why the Mechilta has to bring the Pesach. It's the Har. They're, they have a unanimity and a oneness, unitedness in, in the purpose of Har Sinai. Rashi didn't bring the, 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 the Har because it's not about, it's not about the Har. Um, yeah, so now, basically, the Rebbe says in Ara 40, according to this Mechilta, when it says, it's not because they become like one person, it's because they, they were united as one without Machlekes. Right? They had Shalom between them, and they had this oneness of heart. Rashi starts with the Ishachat. So now, according to this, um, according to this, look at order 4041. Lefizet says the Rebbe something startling. Mr. Lema, although if you wanted to bring a source for Rashi, you would, you would say Mechilta in this case. No, it makes sense to say that the Mokka, the source of this Rashi, is not the Mechilta. There's other Midrashim to bring out the same point, point like in you know, order four, other Midrashim are quoted. It's, pretty, uh, it's a pretty, pretty major statement here. Because they're saying the Mechilta is saying something else. Rashi is saying that they tapped into the Keish Echadness, the Yisraelness, which then led to the Lev Echad. Tess, according to all this, we can say that Rashi is saying two things. He's saying that they're like one person and that they're like one heart, the, 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 the unanimity of the desire to receive the Torah. So now we'll also understand the Kefal Aloshan, the double expression in, in, the, in the continuation of Rashi. Remember, we pointed out that. Rashi says all the other encampments were with grumbling and argumentativeness. Since the Pasuk has emphasized that their 
that there at Sinai, Yisrael was united. So we understand that it was only there. But all the other places were with grumbling and machlekes. What does that mean? He says, by all the other encampments, there was the opposite of unity in two things. First of all, there was machlekes between each other. The opposite of the, of the oneness of ish. When you have argumentativeness between different Jews, so that means they're not feeling the Yisraelness, the oneness of people that's at the essence of their core. And there was also grumbling. Grumbling is, is complaining on God. In other words, that the opposite of lev echad, of the oneness of heart, in terms of their relationship with Hashem, that they're all totally devoted and wanting a deep relationship with Hashem. No, some could even question Hashem. So they didn't have... Uh, but the Mechilta doesn't bring the, 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 the other point of tar oimus, of the grumbling against God. Um, Because just like Vayichan, they also just say it's like oneness of person. So they just bring that the oneness of person was divide was 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 um, and the Rebbe says in the Psikta, it does bring two things. He says the language he says there about the argument was they were argumentative, different different opinions each with the other. And then there's another point where they said at all moments, let's go back to Egypt. So that's against Hashem. So there are other Midrashim which bring out these two points. So is a grumbling against Hashem, which shows that they don't have Levechad anymore to Hashem. And Machlekes, which shows that they're argumentative between themselves. In other words, they're not feeling the Ish Echadness of, of their people. So now we've explained all, all, all matters. Ish Echadness means that in the, in the process of receiving the Torah, they all came together, they felt their oneness of people, which then led to them feeling their oneness in their. Uh, rallying around their desire to receive the word of Hashem at Sinai. Yud, from the wine of Torah and this Rashi. So we have to understand that the world, the way it is, in and of itself, is called Rishusarabim, a public domain. What is a public domain? Public domain means that there's a, there's a public there. There's a, a, a multiplicity. There's many different things that all coexist in the same sphere. But there's no unanimity between them. There's no unity between them. And this we see, especially when it comes to the human kind. Hashem created people in a way that, by definition, they are not similar one to the other. We know that they don't look to people that are never alike in their physical being, and also they're never fully alike in their same in their opinions, in their perceptions, their personalities. And this also has an effect on the way people act. People act based on intellectual and emotional understanding. If everybody's different, so no two people are going to do exactly the same thing. Actually, because people are so different, sometimes people can do exact opposites of each other. How can you bring all this disparity together as one? It can only be through the revelation of Hashem Echad. Hashem is one. He's higher than the world. He's, he created a world with m multiple aspects. And he is the simple unity above it all. So now we can understand this in the Mechil Tanashi. The revelation of Hashem Echad in the world can be... It happens through, in two ways. There's two things that are considered to be precursors to the world, higher than the world. Torah and Yisrael. The world is created for two things. The reason for the world's creation is the Torah and Yisrael. The Yisrael should fulfill the Torah. And the Torah should be given to Yisrael. So, according to the Mechilta, the revelation of Matan Torah, of the giving of the Torah, which is higher than the world, 
it had such an effect on the Jews, even before receiving the Torah, that when they got on Ashkedesh, the first day of Sivan, six days before receiving the Torah, they came to the mountain of Sinai, they were already singular in their intention as well. Levech, they had one heart, to receive the Torah. However, Rashi says, Rashi is speaking, simple reading, simple commentary. Since it was still the time of pre-receiving the Torah, pre-giving the Torah, you can't say that they reached, that, that the future revelation had such an effect on them that now they were totally like one in terms of intentionality. He says, no. The fact is that the oneness in them came from something that already existed within them. There was something at their core that they accessed at this stage that brought out their conformity with each other. The Yiddish and the Shama, which is higher than differences of opinions, there's Nekuda Sayadus, the essence, the, 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 the point, the quintessential point, essential point of Yiddishkeit, which is there mainly when we talk about it, we talk about it mainly as being not in the, in the brain, but being in the heart. That's what we say the neshama is. We attribute the neshama to being in the heart. And that's... Actually, we say the nefeshul kiss is in the mayach. Anyway, so I'm sorry. I Look at 53, there's a horror. Look at the hemshech of Ayin Beis, Shari and so on. So I guess for this aspect of Lev, that was sending us to look elsewhere in Hasidic talks. But at any rate, so the, the impact of Matan Torah wasn't yet coming from the outside. That was going to happen when Hashem gave the Torah. Right now... Their journey of counting seven weeks brought them to a place where they were able to uncover their deepest essential Yisrael aspect of being children of Israel in their heart. And that's really, that became, they started becoming revealed when they left Mitzrayim. Ha'ara 54 tells us because that's when it was revealed that the Yidin were believers, the son, children of believers. They activated something that started to bubble in them when they followed Moshe into the desert with absolute belief and trust and faith, without food. So now this has become developed and it brought them six weeks later to the point where they're feeling their deepest essential Yisrael, their Junus, and that makes them one with each other because there's no difference. At that deepest point, we're all unanimous. And this itself, when they reach that level to stand like one person, Ish Echad, because of the revelation that was out there and, and, and revealed by them, now this had the possibility to infiltrate even further and to permeate their actual conscious being, the levecha, that their heart should be a one heart for Hashem. Yudalaf, even though when we talk about the real unity. In this case, we're talking about it being something that's unique to Yahadus, to the Jewish spark, because the Jew has what's called Yechida Shebenefesh, the existential peace of God within his soul. And this is something that only exists in the souls of Yidin, souls of Jewish people. Nonetheless, since there is the process, the Zelom Hashem made a balanced world, and therefore he created multiple levels, and there's always for the level, and for what exists in the Jewish world, there's always something that exists in the, in the mundane world. So at least something similar to this concept of unity is also to be found by non-Jews. Because we know that the concept of Klippa, the shell, the peel, although it's protecting, it's an outer level of what's inside the peel, which is the fruit. So the fruit is like the Neshamas Yisrael. 
the peel is the outside, but it's always going to be, try and be similar and have similar contours of the inner, the inner fruit. So the external uh, peel is going to be similar, just like we have, the quotes are a very fascinating thing, just like we have a, a monkey, apes that look like people. There's a medrash, a fascinating medrash. I don't know if I understand it. I hope I'm not opening up a topic here that I can't really explain. Hora 60 brings that um, there's a Maimar Azal, there's a medrash on the Pasuk in Bereshis 5, chapter 5, verse 3, that in the beginning, the very beginning of creation, there was a stage where people were like kaifim, like monkeys. I'm not sure what that means, how that ties in to the six days of creation where man is created as man. You can further look at that message, but I've, it's an interesting concept. At any rate, so there's, in other words, there's various levels, and there's the contours, there's the inner fruit, there's the contours of the, of, of the peel, which fits just like the fruit. So that tells us, and this we understand, that also in Mitzrayim, there was a similar concept as there was by Bnei Yisrael. There was the concept of Belei Vechad, of one heart, which caused the oneness of people. In other words, as we said, there's a difference though. By non-Jews, this unity that comes from the deepest existential spark of Jewishness that makes us all one people, that doesn't exist. Where can the oneness come from? The oneness will come from a commonality of goals. When there's belay vechad, when there's one heart, in other words, one unified desire and mission approaches something, then there can be a unity that makes them also like one person. However, by Yidin, since the essence of their being is this spark of Hashem in their soul, so there can be a ke'ish echad, there can be a oneness of person even before, even without the commonality of mission. Or the same, uh, um, you know, the same commitment to the mission. You'd base, even though true, and here's a, here, here's a call to action, amazing call to action. You'd base, even though that the true unity we just said exists by Yidin, exists by Jews because of the Yechida, because of that deep level, the fifth level of soul, which is a uniquely um, Jewish component of soul, and that's not a, applicable to non-Jews. Nonetheless, the whole purpose of the world is for humankind to make a difference, right? So Matan Torah achieved, what did it do? It got rid of the, bit um, like Zera, got rid of the, 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 that, that um, decree, that curfew, so to speak, which was disturbing and which was um, separating between the higher worlds and lowest worlds, between godly Hashem and the created beings. So now at Har Sinai, Hashem says, I'm ripping away that border, that, 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 that border, that impenetrable border. Heaven and earth can now wed, can now come together, can now merge. This had its effect also, not just for the Jewish people, but also for Bnei Noyach, for the children of Noyach, for all the nations of the world. That they should also be able to access the Koyach Eliki, to be able to comprehend and feel and access the godly spirit, which is enclosed in them as well. So Matan Ter, the giving of Ter, was a big day for the entire humanity. And through the fact that they hear and comprehend and feel the godly spirit in them, the godly spirit is all about unity. Hashem is oneness. So therefore by them too can be, there can be the achievement of a certain level of oneness similar 
to the oneness of the Jewish people, but not mamish, not literally like it, because they're not able to have the perception, which a yid is able to have, the perception of the levels of God that are totally transcendent from the world. That's a gift that the Yiddish Shishama gets. They can understand the levels of God that are relating to the world, but it's that level that's transcendent, that's the level that can truly impress upon a person, at least subconsciously, the achtus, the true achtus, that it's, there's, there's total oneness, no division whatsoever. But we said that every human being can come to at least something of that, a portion of that, to understand, to come to understanding the Hashem in him, and therefore come to the oneness of Hashem and the oneness in creation, says that Rebbe, this concept that after Matan also non-Jews have a connection to the godliness in them, which is higher than Seichel, God is higher than intellect. And it's higher than division. So there's actually a halacha that is expressed by this gift that was given to Matan there's now a practical application that applies to all of human beings. And when they come to fulfill the Sheva Mitzvah, the seven laws given to the children of Noach, given to humanity, it has to be not mipnei hechra'adas, not because it makes sense. And not even mitzad demtzivu, because Hashem told Adam Arishan and Noyach. It has to be because shetziva, there's some quoting now, the Lashna Rambam, the Rambam says, the reason that the world has to do the Shavu Mitzvah Nech is mipnei shetziva ha'kadish baruch behem betayra, because Hashem instructed that in the Torah, it was given at Har Sinai, when he made it known through that the children of Noach were in a previous stage in history instructed in these mitzvahs but it comes not because they make sense not because Adam and Noach was commanded about it but because Moshe Rabbeinu now made it part of the Torah Moshe Rabbeinu now brought it down the same time he brought down the Torah and since everybody has to say the world is created for me so therefore in other words everything in the world is in order for me to transform this um, this uh, multiplicity, the Shusarabim, the public domain, to transport it, transfer it, transform it into a oneness, into a private domain, the oneness of Hashem. So therefore, you can't say, oh, I'm not interested in doing my, my, my mission in the world. So every Yid has to try as much as he's able, not just to spread Torah and Yiddishkeit between fellow Jews, but also to have an effect on the children of Noah and all of humankind that they should fulfill their Sheva mitzvahs, their seven mitzvahs. And they should do it in a way where they're doing it because Hashem so said in the Torah. In other words, they should access, thereby access, the Hashem in them which is higher than intellect, higher than understanding. And that's what enables them to also bring a sense of unity and oneness into their world. That's Lach and the Mishnah.